soy Cristian. Esta de aquí es mi hermana Yuli. Nosotros nos dedicamos a investigar leyendas urbanas. Tú no sabrás una leyenda sobre una niña, ¿no? ¿Está por aquí cerca? Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on Nerds from the Crypt. We've uh, been away for a little bit longer than we've done the last couple of episodes. We're going back to our, I guess, our normal uh, posting schedule. With me, as always, my co-host, Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? I am good. Do we have a regular posting schedule? I guess it's an irregular posting schedule, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Shell, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm oh, doing good, good. yeah. So uh, this week we are going international. Uh, we're going all the way to Spain to find some footage here of um, of some siblings, and the name of the movie is Atrocious. And I believe it came out what in 2010. Yes. Yeah. Real quick, guys, I wanted to actually read what is it called summary of what the movie's about. Two teenage siblings endure a terrifying experience while investigating a rural legend near their family's vacation home. Before we even jump into it without any spoilers, anything like that, what did you think of the, the film? I liked it better than most found footage films. Uh, it's not my favorite genre, but for a found footage film, I think that, you know, it had a lot of interesting elements. Like, with, I know we'll go into it, but like the labyrinth, the well, the um, night vision, the use of the night vision, uh, shooting. I, I, I felt like it was a good story and it wasn't the ending I expected, although there was some gore I didn't expect. So, I mean, for me, I li I liked it. Um, I thought it was atrocious. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to, I knew it. Someone had to say it, come on. Um, no, seriously, um, I think it was unoriginal. It was boring at points and it was predictable up until the last minute. Yeah, I didn't like it. I think I fall in between, and we'll we'll talk about exactly what what it is. And it's really when it comes to found footage films, I have the same kind of gripes as for every single one of them. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that as we go on. Uh, so yeah, so atrocious, like I said, is uh, based in Spain. It actually centers around a brother and sister duel, Christian and and Julie, which I guess they spell Julie in Spain like July. Uh, I guess. <laughs> that's how oh, it can yeah. come out in in the um in the subtitles. Yeah, so, they yeah. Do. so Christian and Julie, who are have their own YouTube channel or at least their own streaming channel, where they go around investigating uh, urban legends, and we see that they are actually upset because their parents are taking them away for the Easter holiday, so that they can go visit an old, I guess, vacation home or or getaway home for the weekend while they, when they wanted to actually do a investigation of another urban legend. So they're upset about it. We see them bickering with one of their friends who's just calling them like the legend that they're picking up is not scary. Do you guys like the way that they interact with each other? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're obviously related because, you know, I have a little sister and I'm sometimes horrible to her. <laughs> or at least I was always. 
So yeah, um, I, I thought the yeah. acting was good. I, I thought that they did a really good job, especially since I was watching it subtitled and in a different language than I know. I thought they portrayed their characters, uh, you know, very well. I like their their friend who's just being a, like a total downer on their on their legend because they wanted to do a legend. They decided they can't do it since they're going on way to their their getaway home. Um, and they decided that they found another legend in there of a little girl in a red dress who gets lost in the woods. And uh, what happens? They ne they never see her again. She gets lost and never comes back. Right. And, they, and supposedly the that involves a big bad wolf. <laughs> no. Uh, apparently, if you get lost in the woods and you see her, she'll lead you back out of the woods or something like that. So that's the legend they want to investigate. Their friend is like, so what's so scary about that? And they just kind of, you know what, shut up. And they start recording because they can't use this anymore because the stupid dumbass is uh, <laughs> ruining our, our takes. <laughs> uh, so next thing we see is they're actually out in the uh, driving away in, in their family car going to the getaway home. And I, I got to say that the actual interactions, like Shell said uh, and what Nick said, their interactions actually do feel family-like. They feel like they're actually on the road and they have their dog, the way they talk, but it actually felt real. Oh, yeah, so I was going to say, it doesn't feel like the, the actors are someone that you got from Craigslist, such as uh, Paranormal Activity. It actually sounds like they actually look for real actors. Um, they didn't pay them 15 bucks for the week or whatever. Okay, so yeah, so they're driving up to the house, and uh, they're not thrilled about coming here, like I said before. They, this house has been abandoned for several years. They don't really know why. They have a picture of it. It looks pretty old, but that's just a picture. Once they actually get there, they're looking around, they're recording. We, we see that they get fixated on a gate on the side of the property, and they eventually they, they decide that they want to go into it. Uh, I believe the parents at this point have not told them not to go into that area. But, you know, it's just like you see in the gate, you, it's locked up. And I think the curiosity of, of any kid would want to go in there, especially since they're not supposed to go in there. I thought the way they were shooting it, yeah, they weren't really forbidden to go into there. But as it goes on, you kind of find out there's some issues with it. But that was my favorite part of, like, the whole thing was the, the labyrinth or the maze. So at this point, we're, we're not even, what, like 10 minutes in already, and they're already getting to the house. They're already starting to investigate. And they go into the into this gate. They go through an opening in the gate, because even though it's locked, it's big enough for them to get through when they push the gate open. And they see this labyrinth of these oversized hedges that you can tell that have not been maintained in a very, very long time. And, and it's huge. Yes, it's it really big, and like almost right off the bat, Julie gets lost, and Kristen's walking around looking for him, looking for her, and then they finally actually end up um, bumping into each other, and they decide to stick together because they they um, were lost, and and trying to find their way out, they find a little, uh, what is it, a, a cupola or a gazebo thing in the middle of the maze. And right, here, this is where I see. I think it is the interactions of the brother and sister are real. They start like just m messing around with each other, um, joking. And one thing that I noticed that that the brother starts telling her about her imaginary boyfriend, the the, the goblin, yeah, uh, or in in Spanish, uh, el duende, 
which right. I, actually, if you're if you're superstitious and you're like in the Latin um, heritage, you don't joke around about doing this. They're they're not really something you would want to see or bump into. Um, so so that's a whole different thing. But um, yeah, they, she's like they're pretending to get she's pretending to get married with the with the goblin. And um, like I said, this is this is where I, I feel like the, their interactions are very natural. They actually feel like a family, and it's not just two people just that they that don't know each other. They feel like they've known each other for all their lives. Right. Uh, I agree. I thought they did yeah. a good job. So this is the point where they go back home and they start talking to their father about what they found and so forth. And this is the point where we get the forbidden that they're forbidden to go into that maze or are into the woods they're not supposed to go out there we don't get to see why they're forbidden to go out there we're just told you cannot go out there and he's very very serious and strict about it especially but at he, night <laughs> yes but he's like telling them just don't go out there like it you know he probably knows something even at this point no just you know, I, I don't have any kids. Uh, I'm I'm assuming Nick doesn't have any kids <laughs> that he knows of. Um, <laughs> I know of <laughs> and I, I know Shell, you have you have um one or a couple of them? Two. Two. Okay. If you knew something about let's say this maze or that, wouldn't you tell them there's something bad happened there? Some do not go in there, things happen if you go into that maze. Like, right. why would you just tell them, no, you can't go in there? Be all serious yeah. about it. And knowing that kids' curiosity always gets the better one. If I knew there's something bad that happened there or I thought it was haunted, I wouldn't be there. So my kids <laughs> wouldn't have to worry about that. I'd be like, we're not going there. We're not going to that place. So. Well, like, um, I don't even believe in ghosts. So if I had kids that age and I would, you know, be there because you know it's probably a very cheap vacation home so why not you know i don't care that people have been killed there i don't believe in ghosts so why not but oh, you i need would to come tell here. them that. there's some haunted places here <laughs> well see there's a thing though even if you don't believe in ghosts or the supernatural or whatever if you know bad things happen there which it looks like he does know that at least something happens there why would you tell them not tell them you know, some bad things happen there. Why would you just spark the curiosity and then just leave it open-ended for them to go figure it out? Right. Yeah, you tell them just to scare them. Exactly, exactly. Even if it's just to scare them, but again, these kids might want to go in there just because of what they do. I mean, they <laughs> so. had a name for it. It comes up later. I think it's called, like, The Legend of Melinda. It's supposed to be the little girl in the red dress. Yes. And I'm I like, I even told my kids, like, you can't swim till after 30 minutes after you eat because you can drown. Well, that's not true. But, I mean, <laughs> I did that just because, you know, if, to protect them. My grandma always told me that. My mom said, like, no, that's nonsense. Because <laughs> my know. mom's a nurse. She knows these things. I yeah. know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, that's the thing. Like, urban legends, um, not all of them, but, but some of them are made to actually – give uh scare you as a kid to not get get close to it and i've told you guys about about this legend of la llorona and we'll eventually get to an episode where we talk about local legends and myths and all that but this particular legend is made actually to keep kids away from the rivers and and um 
and ditches and canals where people can kids can get, get fall in and, and drown, you know. So this is pretty much that legend is to scare the kids from going into the woods and all that. However, this legend is that the girl will help you out. So I don't know how that's scary. How at the same time, at the same time, we get introduced to a friend of their dad's whose uh, name's Carlos, who comes over and and they actually start talking to them. And he tells them the story of Melinda, the lost girl in the legend that they want to do the video about. He says there's many legends that the people in the city talk about. Uh, it's an old story. Melinda's a girl who got lost and fell down the well, but her body was never found. People say that the girl may actually be the devil who is trying to fool you. So if you go out there, you can hear her that you don't always want to believe that it's Melinda trying to help you out. They ask Carlos, have you ever seen her? He says no. But that's um, but that there are different accounts of the story. He says you should never turn your back on her. Others say that she got lost looking for her mother, and now if you can hear her crying in the distance, that she'll actually be behind your ear calling you. So that's that where that kind of creepiness comes out of. Um, those who've seen her will never will say that they will never forget the sound of her calling out. And Carlos says he doesn't believe in spiritual ghosts but his father made him swear to never go into those woods and he never has. So it is one of those things. It's one of those stories that, that the people, the locals have told their children to keep them away from going into the woods. And some of them keep that promise that they, they swear to them that they're not going to do it. They never do it. I'm pretty sure others don't. You know, honestly, I think I should make something up about the water around here so that my daughter's kids won't go near it. Like I want to make up an urban legend now. I'll, I'll share the legend that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you said that. There's an old dinosaur in it called there Nessie. <laughs> They're going to go looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right after this story with Carlos, the camera cuts out, and that night Christian wakes up to Robin, who is the dog, and his little brother seems to get scared, and they don't know what's going on. Uh, did y'all hear anything in the audio? I didn't hear anything when I was watching this, but uh, no, he kept saying, "Listen, listen." I just yeah. heard the dog. I yeah, just heard the dog. Right? That's what I was going. So, so they go wake up Julie to see if she hear what's going on. Um, she says she doesn't hear it, and then he, Christian's like, "What if it's a little lost girl calling out to us?" Which, if it was a little lost girl, that means, and they're hearing her in the distance, that means the little lost girl would have been in the <laughs> in there with them, right? Um, we it's nothing actually it's uh, it's just it happens to be nothing they just go back to bed um at this is the point where we're about 18 19 minutes in the movie it doesn't seem like it's been uh, it actually seems like it's been longer than 18 19 minutes because of all, so much information that we've received so yes there is parts that nick was saying that it seems like it drags or it takes a long time but i believe that the beginning actually gets you going pretty quickly even if it's with scenes that you don't really that really don't matter about the story itself. Yeah, and it's a fairly short film. I mean, originally I think it was cut at 82 minutes, and the American ver or the version we have now is like 75 minutes. So it's not a very long film. So what is the, the cutoff for to be considered a feature film? Does anybody know? No, I think it's probably longer than an hour. It's like, an, it's like 90 minutes, right? No, no. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's like... Closer I think to it's an hour and anything, 15. Anything longer than that, uh, a full hour. Okay. So 
I think I think that's the, the problem is that they try to get it to feature length um, status. And so later on, we do get these places where we, we I feel like they could have cut, cut away or cut out, but to make sure that it that it stood at the feature length um, length, they they put in those those um, scenes. But um, we we throughout the movie we've been seeing these titles day one day two. Right now we're at day three April first. So actually seven years ago today, um, they find a key to uh, to the basement. And they decided they were going to go in there. While they're going towards the basement, they actually find a little idol or a little thing of the Virgin Virgin Mary, or it looks like the Virgin Mary, at the entrance. Uh, they find this old TV. They find this old VCR, these tapes, these movies, all a bunch of stuff. And then they're watching a scary movie. And this is actually – I like the way they shot this, even though it's very simple and nothing has to do with the movie right now. Uh, Christian and Julie are watching the movie. Um, and then all of a sudden, they cut away, and then the little brother's there. So it's, it seems real natural to me because I know that if uh, you're watching something or doing something in another room, and then your little brother's gonna go see what you're doing, and all of a sudden he's just standing there. And all exactly. Of, and all yep. of a sudden, you hear something break upstairs. They go, right, they run upstairs, and they see something's broken on the floor. No one's around. They they try to figure out what's going on. I guess they they clean it up. They go to their mom and she's asleep. And then they decide, hey, you know, mom's asleep. How about we go back to the maze? You know, we've been told not to go out there. We've heard these scary stories. Let's go back to the maze that pretty much lead up to the woods. When they actually get to the gate again, they actually discover that the the basement key is what it looks like is the same key that opens the the maze locks and they're able to go in without without any problem uh as it, this, this is the point where the brother actually wants to go into the labyrinth with them to to investigate and they're like no go away it's okay the, this, you know and he's kind of bummed out that he's that they can't go lucky for him technically um they go back into the maze they decide they're going to leave markers to be able to get back out i don't know some of the some of these angles and this is where where i i start to criticize some of these found footage films I get why they do it, but some of these shots are like, why would you even be recording at that time? Why would you put the camera down so perfectly to catch what you're doing? Yeah, like if I was going to put marks on pillars or on trees or whatever and to mark my way back out, you would think you would just set the camera down and it would be filming nothing but your feet or something. And then like maybe when you pick it back up, you would see that you put markers. Yeah, like I said, I get the reason why they do it because they have to yeah. show something that they're doing, and that on a normal film you would just, you know, you just see them do it. But when it's found footage, it, you kind of have to ask yourself, why are they recording at this particular moment? And this happens throughout the movie, and it happens through with all found footage movies, and it, it just doesn't make sense. I think that happens throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Like, well, why did they make this movie? <laughs> Well, it's like I said, it's, as, as far as the genre itself and the genre and altogether, they do all of them do it. Every single one of them do it to right. the point where you're like, if you honestly are out there recording this, why would you record in that particular moment? Yeah, the good uh, found footage movies, they cut out like stupid, silly, boring stuff like this. Yeah, and like I said, I think it, I think this stuff was, was kept in there because they wanted to make sure they kept – it's 70, what, 72 minutes, 75 minutes? They wanted to keep the length in there to, to make sure they got into feature length status. 
Yeah, it would have made a great short. Yeah, I, I actually I agree. I agree. If this movie would have been a lot better if it was a lot more compact and we just like got, a twenty-five yeah. minute or a nineteen minute. You, you really, it just getting that urban legend in there would be the issue, and then the ending. Um, so it couldn't be like a twelve-minute thing. But I think no, it would I think a good short. I think the thirty to forty-five minutes at the most, because there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff they could have cut out, and it, it would have still been able to to be a good movie. Um, it's just at this point we start seeing things that start to drag and it does start to drag and it starts to slow down and unfortunately because I, I feel like it had a good pace at the beginning and then at the middle it just really starts to to slow down so yeah. um, so this is the point where they're walking around uh, they fight because Julie isn't filming because she says what the hell are we filming this for which is our what we're just talked about and then they kind of find this little trail that's abandoned trail uh, in, the, in the middle of the trail and they find a well. It's a very, very old well. And Christian mockingly starts looking for Melinda and pretends to get pulled in. And of course, Julie falls for it. And then all of a sudden it's uh, getting dark and they're walking, they're trying to having trouble finding the way out. And this is where I thought it was something was going to happen already. I thought they were going to encounter their markings and they're going to be either fake markings or they're going to be pointing the wrong way or something like that. No, There's just, a, they, that's what I was thinking too. To be honest with you, I thought they won't be there when they go back and then, or they'll be erased. Um, and then there's a lot of things in this film though. And I think that's why they kind of added in some, it seems like dead time, but really it's just misleading you the whole time. Yeah. Because they're, they're walking around. They can't find the, they can't find the markings. Uh, Julie is saying we're lost. We're lost. And goes we have we haven't found our markings. And it's like well, duh, because we have we're we haven't been in this place. And finally, they find a mark and they're able to get out. And yeah, it, you're right. I, I feel like they're just trying to mis mislead you here. And right. we'll get we'll get to the ending in the, in a bit here. When they're walking, trying to get back home, this is where they find somebody in the in the maze, or they seem to find someone in the maze with their back turned to them. And they, they're trying to record it. They're trying to see, is that somebody? Is that nobody? Um, so I think someone says, I think it's mom. And they're like, no, that's not mom. Um, and they kind of just leave it alone. And later on, they're trying to figure out when they're editing to see if they can figure out if it's a person or not. But they come to the conclusion that it's nothing. If we would have been able to get more of a payoff on that, that would have been perfect. But we don't get much of a payoff. And I guess it can, it can tie into the end ending. But... We well, don't I don't know if you, if you catch it in the beginning of the movie or near the beginning when they get there and they're kind of investigating and finding the property and everything and they, the family friend comes over and tells them the legend, they he does mention that it is mentioned that their mother, I think their dad says it, their mother used to know the maze very well. So, so um, I didn't pick up on it like when I was watching it, but I thought back about it. Yeah, well, especially when one of them says it might be mom, it might not be, you know, whatever. So so we cut off, and then we, we get to see Christian is setting up the camera to catch the noise from the previous night to see if he can see what's going on. It cuts off, and we see – I think this part's kind of creepy. Um, we see the dog uh, barking, going up to the gates of the labyrinth, kind of sits down, starts barking, runs around, barks a little bit more, and then sits down, and then it cuts off. Because um, the 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 dog sits like it like it knows who's out there you know like like it's it's stopped figuring out who's trying to out there and it recognizes who's out there, 
and then just sits. And then next morning we find out that Robin's gone. I don't know. Did they get? Did they give any of you the, the creeps? The, the, the scene? I, I don't know why they gave me the creeps. I'm not usually one. It did one me. I kept expecting something to jump out, like for a jump scare. I kept thinking that the dog was seeing something we weren't, you know, because sometimes in movies the dogs or the animals can see ghosts or the kids can see them, but everybody else can't. And for me, watching it in a different language, I actually pay more attention to the video. And I'll, the subtitles just kind of, you know, help me. But I like, I, I seem to watch more intently what's happening in the film. And I, it, it did creep me out. It really made me think something's going to happen. And then it didn't. But it didn't. Yeah. yeah, and then it didn't. And I was like, what the heck? Well, is it more creepy to see the way the dog is acting and then we find out no. that it's missing or you, just, you actually wanted to see something happen to the dog? Yeah, well, not to the dog. Not to the dog. That's the Never problem. The dog. That's the problem is is if since it's a scene with the dog, it's either you see something bad happening to the dog or it cuts off and then you have to try to figure out what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's and, the sad part of the film for me, the dog. Yeah, because the dog's lost. Yeah. The brother and sister decide that they're going to go look for him. The mother says no, that there's um, – but they go into the labyrinth anyway. And after a while, they get frustrated. They actually find a blood trail, and as they follow it, they find, I think, the, the leash, uh, Robin's leash. And right. then they find, they find the trail like it's been dragged uh, all the way to the well, and they look in, and what the F, guys? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, we see Robin's body at the bottom of the well. Uh, I don't know. I cried. I'm sorry, but I did. That was. I was like, really, guys? Really, you're guys gonna kill a dog? We we just talked about I this. What, what movie was it? We were talking about it, but not killing the dog. I know they. I would have rather anything else been in there but the dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So I. I don't know. Um. They. They get into a fight because they. Uh. Christian doesn't want to leave. Robin in there, but Julia makes the point, like, how are we going to get him out? Even if, And then what are we going to do with him once we get him out? How, what are we going to tell mom? We're going to tell Jose, who's their, their, their younger brother. What are, what are we going to say to them, you know? Um, so they go back home. They decide they're not going to say anything to Jose. The, that eventually they'll tell their mom, but not at that point, because they don't want to freak out the mom. So uh, we, I didn't say this, but earlier in the, in the film, we learned that Christian's dad was actually called away on business. So he had to go away. He's not at the home, home anymore. Yeah, he didn't play a huge role. Yeah, the only thing he did pretty much was he was driving, he talks to them, and then he tells them not to go in there kind of real seriously, and then right. he's gone. Yeah, then he vanishes him. Yeah. And you think back later and you're like, why would what? he leave him there? Yeah. Well, right. I, I, have a, I have a theory on that. Okay. Um, Good, because I don't. The middle of that night, after they go back to, um, well, actually, right before they go to bed, they find out that the camera didn't record anything. Something stopped the recording, so they have no footage. They, Christian and Julie fight with each other because he, he's blaming her for moving, messing with the equipment, so they didn't catch anything. Middle of that night, Christian's and Julie's mom comes in. So Deborah uh, walks in, or comes in screaming, actually saying that Jose is missing. They don't know what's going on. They decide that they're going to go into the labyrinth. And this is where my problem with the film really lies in. 
um, they are running through the labyrinth and they're screaming and it, it kind of feels really Blair Witchy at this particular moment. It is to the point where they're just running and all you hear is running and panting, running and panting. And I guess it, it's supposed to help you feel like it's taken a while for them to get through there. They get lost. At one point, Christian gets dragged from, from behind. Um, we don't see what's dragging him. Then all of a sudden, he's okay. He's back up and running. But it takes too long. This scene takes way too long, I, I, in my in my eyes at least. Yeah, and I think it's I think they were trying to do misdirection and make you think it was something else that's after them or that's grabbing them and they get away. And it did. That was that was a really lagging part yeah. of it where they could have just like cut that out five minutes of it and would have been good. Yeah, because it, it was a long section. Uh, and then, it's like almost 10 minutes. Yeah, and, and then we finally see Christian coming to the point where the, the gazebo, and he finds Julie, and he, she's tied to the gazebo, and she's kind of just slumped there. He gets her, she's alive, starts screaming, starts panicking, and she's got blood all over herself. He, he frees her, they start walking back home. So, so they get back to the house. They're scared. They don't know what where their mom is. They don't know where Jose is. Uh, the dog's dead. It's just them two in the house. He kind of leaves her right off, right, right away to get water. And Julie is in the in the, the living room. She goes up to the fireplace for some reason. We don't see what's going on. She goes back to the fireplace, and she opens it up, and Jose pops out, and he's burned to a crisp. Like I was thinking, was he supposed to be hiding? Or was she gonna hide in there? I don't know. I don't know. It maybe he freaked out. He and he was looking for somewhere to hide, and somehow he went there. And then someone turned on the the fireplace while he was in there, or he go, he goes burned and put it there. Um, there's a lot of different things that could have happened to him, and I guess it comes a little bit clearer towards the end. Right. I just thought it didn't really make sense. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. It, it, we don't know why he was in there. Um, I don't yeah, know. would sit in there, you know? Some, uh, they back out, right? Or something happens that they fall back. They kind of wake up and, and uh, they're crawling around. There seems to be an alarm going off in the house. Um, they're crawling to escape and all of a sudden Christian goes upstairs and Julie stays downstairs in the cupboard. And while we're with Christian at this point, where the camera, he's hiding. He puts the, he puts the, the chair up to the door to, to kind of lock it. We can hear noises downstairs, and we can hear screaming. We can hear moving. We can hear it coming up the stairs. He's kind of scared. Cuts off to where the chair is moved and the door is open, but then he falls asleep, I guess, or something, or I don't know if he's awake the whole night, and then he decides to go down there. There's a mess in the house. He goes to go find to where, where Julie was. That place is missing. He goes back downstairs. Back He goes downstairs to where... Um, the basement was, and something I miss is that when they're active, they're running around like that. There, were, there was actually someone coming through the door, um, breaking the door of the, towards the basement. He goes down there. Uh, it's a mess. There's a video playing. He goes. He's like, "What the hell?" And there's it's like an interview with somebody. He goes down to see, and at that point, the camera cuts off. We get this um, kind of message saying that the footage has been removed due to a police investigation and so forth. And then I, I this part I kind of like. Um, it kind of cuts off. We kind of get to the point where the police is putting their footage or the news footage in, and we get to see a lot of different 
things going on. We find out that we get a phone call from Carlos calling into the police saying, screaming and, and panicky, saying that they're all dead, the kids are dead, um, Ever's blood everywhere. They're, we, get, we learn that they're in pieces, they're, they've been mutilated, mutilated and um, they're everywhere pretty much. Um, I don't know, did you guys like this point, this little piece? Um, yes and no. I like it because it sort of summarizes like the whole, like what's been happening kind of but um the way that they cut through the different news footages like the different things on different channels apparently mm -hmm. like it does it way too fast like if it was was actually being used by police there's no way they'd only tape like 15 seconds of this 10 seconds of this you know so that kind of annoyed me but um yeah, other than that, that part was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I thought I thought it was a good way to, you know, kind of like they've been discovered. It's days later, and they've been discovered by the friend, and um, he's authentic, you know, when he's reporting it. And I think it, you you've kind of gotten an idea what's going on. Um, it just kind of shows found footage, you know, had been found by the police. Yeah, and then you see pictures of, of Christian, you see pictures of Julie, pictures of Jose, and they're pretty bad. They're they're pretty bloody pictures. Right. Oh, yeah, the gore, like, really shocked me at the end. And because, uh, yeah, we'd actually get a close-up of Jose, who's pretty badly burned. And then it kind of just starts rewinding, and it goes back to the point where the camera cut off. And we see that Christian falls upon or comes upon this interview of Deborah or um, Deborah uh, who's been interviewed by her psychiatrist or psychologist who it seems to be seems to have they've had a baby sister um, way after them too and she was killed the sister was killed by the mom um, going through a psychotic break it looks like she was having schizophrenia and then all of a sudden she was okay. So I guess that's why they moved away from the house. And while he's watching this, the, the guy in the tape says, women who go through this kind of psychosis actually seem to revert back to it when they're in the same place and especially at night. So when, we're, when he says that, we actually go back to the camera and we see the mom come up from behind with an ax and just slaughter him. So we're left with the footage of the of the video you know that he was watching and the psychologist is asking the mom um about this girl named elvira who as uh, apparently is the uh alternate ego alter ego of deborah who is the one that killing all these the kids and killing the family and this is where i think that the dad did not go out of business i think the dad was killed by the mom and that was her way of covering it that he went away on business right and the mom it's make the mom. that makes a lot more the sense the what but where did, would she put the dad in the fireplace <laughs> oh yeah don't yeah 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 i was like oh she's got a split personality then i'm thinking back to the maze and i was like oh that probably was her in the maze yeah and um they, they act like her psychosis was part of a 
postpartum thing, like when she had the, the first baby and that child, you know, kind of like children and surroundings, like you said, can make it, make it worse or make it come back. And, um, it, it that was creepy. I mean, I was not, I was expecting a ghost, you know? Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole movie had to set up for this little girl, Melinda, uh, the urban legend. And then all of a sudden it kind of like get, we get pulled out from it and it's no, it's the, the mom is the mom's crazy. And, as far as as a twist at the end, I it's I like the twist. At the same time, it's like dang it, uh, we were <laughs> we were waiting for something else the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. It, it, overall, the film I think could have been a lot better if we would have taken out a lot of this extra stuff that had nothing to do with the the film, and it would have done. I think it would have rated better um, if it was a lot shorter. Um, I, I do too, because no. I, I mean, I want to give it like a 6.5, you know what I mean? Because of the ending and because certain things I loved in it, but I, I, you can't give it a 6.5, you can give it a 6, so I gave it a 6, I would give it a 6, but for a found footage film, that's actually pretty good. I think that the um, twist needed some backstory to it, and not just like a bit of backstory at the end. I mean, some setup time. Yeah, I think so too. They, I think... they sort of just did it like, um, real quick. Yeah, like in in the last minute of the movie, you have to figure that out for yourself. Instead of sort of slowly building to it that that could also be a possibility. I think that if it was not found footage, all this the way it, it clears up at the end it would have been better. Because they would have been, the entire they movie would have been better. Yeah, well, it, uh, what I'm saying is that the the way that they filmed it, it would have been better for us to see it little by little. Where if it wasn't found footage, they could have shown us this, and we could have gone back and not have to rely on the cameras that they're using to record this, and not rely on on everything that, I guess, with official record and so to figure out what's going on. But because it is on footage, we had to rely on the, the camera they're using, right. the, the police footage, the um, the news footage, the pictures, to kind of piece it all together. Yeah, this is my biggest problem with all found footage, really, is that sometimes it holds it too strict to the found footage. Like, they won't show any other footage. Yeah. Um, Found footage, to me, works better if you've got found footage mixed in with normal footage. Still, yeah, still camera. Yeah, just have think, some still camera shots in yeah, there. Just normal activity more did it like, a little bit. A little bit, not a lot. Yeah, that works a lot better because you can still have the idea that they're filming most of it, but you don't have to have all the you know, the horrible shots and the shaking when they're running and all that crap. Like, you can actually make a better movie that way. Right. And, um, oh, I was so annoyed a couple of times because um, I noticed this, like, right away. When the guy's moving throughout the house, you see him cast this really sharp shadow. That means that there's a lighting person behind them with a like a large overhead light. <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice that. You, 
if the camera had a light on it, you wouldn't see the person. You'd see, you know, yeah. the light coming from the camera. So the light is behind the guy with the camera. And it's a very bright light, so it had to be someone just running behind him with a big stick and a light on it. I don't know what I would rate this. I, I, I don't know if I, I would actually go a little bit lower, maybe a 5.5 at, at the most. Um, but I, I feel like it could have been a lot higher if they would have done it right. If they would have been a large mm -hmm. order, would have cut out those pieces, or even pepper in some information where, we, where, that, where someone can, can figure out what's actually going on. And I, I believe that they didn't put any information so that at the end uh, you would be like, oh, okay. But at the same time, when you do that, some people are going to be like, well, that's stupid. They didn't even give us anything, any indication that can happen. And I think that's what <laughs> Nick feels is like, it, it's a dumb twist because there's nothing that indicates that that could have been a possibility. Yeah, it's no setup. Um, so, if I would rate this, um, it would be two carrots out of 10 carrots. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two out of 10. Um, mostly everybody, and, and, and the consensus is, is that it's a five point something. Let's see. IMDb. It's a 5.1 on IMDb. And I believe it actually got like a 60-something on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me look at it real quick. I think most people are more forgiving than I am. <laughs> right. That's because you're heartless, Nick. Yeah. Oh, I have it pulled up. I'm sorry. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 56%. 56%. Okay. So, um, Which, you know, average rating, the, it, it goes anywhere from 5.5 .5 to a 10, it, it, which I don't know who would rate this a 10, but – it's 10, 10 fresh and eight rotten, so it's kind of fell in the middle. Middle. Well, no, I mean, what happens is that there's actually uh, people out there who their favorite genre of movies is the found footage. I know, and some so, people hate it. <laughs> yeah, so that's the reason why they they um they will they will actually rate it so much higher than what maybe we would rate it. Yeah, probably. I think found footage is fine if you do something original with it and if you handle it properly. And this just isn't it. But I, I feel like it could have been a lot better. And I, I, I don't know what the word is to say that. that um, Are you ambiguous on it? Are you like you could go either way? You're kind of in the middle? No. Um, it's another word for that. It's not, I'm not disappointed. Uh, oh, I'm totally disappointed. <laughs> Let um, down. No, know. not even not even that. It's uh, I don't know I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's like I can I can say I'm disappointed in it, but at the same time I, I I'm not disappointed at the movie itself, but at the at what it could have been, and what could have made it better. Oh, so, so you're more disillusioned because you think you it would have been better. There you go. That that's exactly exactly. Right. I could I feel like it could have been better if some of these scenes were done even better than what they were, or even good because some of these scenes are not good. Um, there's this point where Christian is like yawning, and you can tell it's a fake yawn. You can tell it's like the actor just pretending to be bored. Um, doesn't sell it at all, and it, it's just like. It's just that, and then again, the, the the camera setup where it's just sitting there, where where the, where they drop the camera and it has to land right in the in the in the, the line of sight to record what they're doing. 
Um, it's just it's just too many coincidences or too many things that would not happen in real life. And I get it. It's a movie. Yes, I get it. It's a movie. But we want to feel like it's a, it's a little bit more, especially found footage. I feel like I want to feel like it's more real than a, a, a Hollywood movie. Well, that I means- didn't like it. I want the hour <laughs> of my life back. Um, you want the hour of your life back? 75 minutes, Nick. 75 minutes. Just think of what I could have done with those 75 minutes. I I would have rather watched an Adam Sandler movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a Netflix type of Adam Sandler or an old school Adam Sandler? No, the old ones are relatively good. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Would you rather watch those or would you rather watch uh, uh, yeah, Netflix those, Adam uh, Sandler? What's the one that was the best on Netflix? Ridiculous 6? I never saw that one. Me either. I haven't either, but you know, if you keep suggesting these kind of movies... Eventually someone will watch it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about found footage films. I, don't, I, have a, I can't say I've seen a whole bunch of them. Um, what is your favorite found footage or what is your favorite um, two or three, I guess, found footage films that you've seen? I, I haven't seen that many. The only ones I can remember is um, Chronicle, which doesn't really follow the found footage all the time. Um, what's the J.J. Abrams one that he produced? Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Uh, did he do Super 8 as well? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Super, Super 8 also. Cloverfield, yeah, Super 8. Super 8 is kind of a mix. Not really a found footage one. Yeah. Just that every every once in a while you'll have, you'll find some. Rec is my favorite. The the original. Oh the, yeah, that one's the, good. Yeah, and Paranormal Activity I thought was the first one was it just really scared me because it was a new concept kind of, and um I think the first one was. Good. I think the American remake of REC is um. Not as good. Quarantine, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah I just the... I mean I I loved it. Um, in the original yeah, uh, yeah. language in Spanish and everything. Where was it filmed? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was Spain, Spain, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, that's just, that's probably my favorite. Um, for me, I, like I said, I don't watch a lot of film footage films. I, I don't necessarily care for them that much. But I like, I, I've got to go back to the to the oldie. Um, there's a... Don't say Blair Witch. I like Blair Witch. I know it's dumb, and I know it's stupid, and I know it's, it's boring, okay. but I like Blair okay, Witch. Not... Um, yeah. The one I've never seen, it, and I'm sad I've never seen it because I hear people talking about it all the time, is Cannibal Holocaust. Um, oh, that's, you've never seen that? I've never seen that one, so um, I, I'm going to make it yeah. a, make go out of my way to see it because I've heard okay, it's so, so great. Tell me, remind me, because I'll forget, and I haven't seen it either. Um, well, it's not so think. much of... Well, it is a found footage. I don't know if it really applies. It's more like um, one of those fake documentaries. It's it's from the eighties, right? Uh, seventies even, I think. Let's well, see. maybe late seventies. Um, it's basically um, these people go to um, some sort of indigenous tribe somewhere, and um, yeah, they're cannibals. And then, you know, stuff happens to them. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, you know what? I haven't seen this, but I, I've ran across it before. So let me see here. Um, controversy on Hannibal Holocaust. Since its original release, um, it's been a target of censorship. 
moral and animal activist. Yeah, but there's a oh yeah, they kill a couple of animals in it. That's true, and that's I that. And I think it's also real. I think they kill a pig on camera. Well, um, there's a picture here of someone being or like a post right through them. So yeah, um, the woman on the pole. Yeah. Yeah, that's fake. Um, I saw something, I don't know, on TV some time, how they did it. And she basically has like this little thing in her mouth that sort of extends to that pole bit. And then she sits on like a bike seat. And then, you know, she sits like completely straight with her mouth open straight in the air. Um, they really like managed to do it, you know, really well. But yeah, it's fake. <laughs> so this is this is what I say. This is from Wikipedia, of course. So you never know what what um, <laughs> it's true or not. But I have some sources cited here. Um, after its premiere in Italy, it was ordered to be seized by the local mas magistrate. And Dodato was arrested on obscenity charges. He was later charged with making a snuff film due to the rumors that claimed that some of the actors were killed on camera. Although Dodato was later cleared, the film was banned in Italy, Australia, and several other countries due to its portrayal of graphic brutality, sexual assault, and real depictions of violence towards animals. Um, yeah. Some nations have since revoked the ban, though it is still upheld in some countries. I don't know oh, if I'm really? watching or not. We'll have to just think about it. Um, the animal scene is the worst thing in it, though. Because, you know, when I watched it, I knew everything in it was fake. So that didn't really, you know, wasn't really that horrible to me. Because you see fake deaths in movies all the time. But the animal deaths are real in that movie. And that sort of, yeah. Oh, uh, that's awful. And I that probably won't be able to handle it. The reason I like the Blair Witch so much is when it came out, the internet was barely like I didn't have oh. internet at home. I didn't have so they they were launching these as as if it was a real like it really happened, kind of like like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it was it was um I they had a website set up, so I remember going to, at school going to the website and reading about it. Um, when I went to the Blair Witch Project in the movie theater. Um, it was advertised as real, and mm -hmm. yeah, the internet was um, a dial-up thing. Movie review websites didn't really exist the way we have them now. So um, yeah, you don't we have didn't... nerds going through the films like we have now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we didn't really know. Like we figured it was fake because it's a movie in a movie theater, you know. The reason though, this is how I ended up figuring out like it was fake. It was like, I think it was like two days after the movie came out and Jay Leno had one of the actresses on there. I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? Like, oh, come on. <laughs> right. See, the thing is, we didn't have Jay Leno because, you know, <laughs> Jay Leno wasn't on Dutch TV. <laughs> uh. But I saw it like the either opening day or the day after. Because um, me and my friends, we used to go on um, to the movies pretty much every week when we were that age. And um, we just didn't think it was real in the end, you know, because it doesn't look that real. And it, the ending is sort of silly and stupid. Yeah, the, the end, and then they did a sequel to it, which was... 
The sequel was was bad. It, um, <laughs> the sequel is amazing. It they like they let go of the found footage thing. They went like a traditional movie, but in this movie, it's like it's a movie based on a found footage film that yeah. actually happened. So in in their film, in their movie, the Blair Witch was real. The, the what happened was real, and the movie that came out was just a depiction of what really happened. Yeah. So uh, it was it was weird, and then they had the new one, which I heard sucked really bad. Um, that was more of a slasher film, and from what I heard, and I didn't go see it because I didn't have time to see it. But from what I heard, it's actually it started off as a different film that they it, they decided to attach the Bear Witch two to kind of revive it, and yeah. it's more of a slasher than it is a Blair Witch movie. So yeah, there's this, there's this, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, it's called Behind the Mask, The Legend of Leslie Verne or something like that. It's quasi found footage, mockumentary style. Uh, it actually follows a a uh, news news camera, news, um, what is it called? A reporter? Oh, it's like a, a rep- yeah, uh, but it's a whole yeah. crew, the news crew, the reporter. Um, and she's been contacted by a person who claims to be a serial killer in the making. The um, so this guy's never actually killed anybody, but he is a um, aspiring to be a mass murderer, a serial killer, and he's taken on this persona. He's found this place that he wants he wants to set up in. He's found a legend that he wants to kind of like um, take over, and he wants the name that he's using is actually the name based on that legend. And he fought, and, and and in this world, Jason, uh, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers—they're all real people. And so, the, so he gets this this uh, camera camera crew and this news reporter to follow him. He's, he's training with this old legend serial killer. And then, in the middle, at the end of the movie, um, the news reporter kind of calls off the report, and it turns into a traditional uh, film. And I don't know. I like that movie. Uh, it's different. It's it is a little cheesy, but it's different, and um, I, I would recommend it. Um, they will probably laugh at me and 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 make fun of me because I liked it, but. <laughs> um, but I haven't watched it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I recommend that one. There was supposed to be a sequel on this one, and it kind of fell through. As of right now, I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, so we we I don't know. Um, I would recommend it. I think I think right now it has 76 on Rotten Tomatoes, based on 37 reviews. So it some people like it. All right, guys. Um, I think uh, did you guys want to do a House on Willow Street next? Next time, yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, I think that one is um, it's a newer film. Actually, came out what in 2016 or 15, and it was came just released wide. And what? Yeah, came out last week. Yeah, wide release last week. So we're going to watch it. Um, I've watched it already. Nick's watched it. Uh, have you watched it, Sean? No, uh, but I think I might have that issue resolved today. Cool, cool. So yeah, we'll, someone's here to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll do uh, House on Willow Street next time, and hopefully we won't go um, a whole month without coming back to you guys. So we'll leave it there, and um, thank you all for, for listening to us. Remember to, to subscribe, rate, and uh, share it with your friends. Let us know Let us know what you think of the show, and uh, we'll see you guys oh. next time. Wait. Oh, what? 
want to tell us tell them about the uh, trailer mini episodes? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we are thinking of doing, and we're most likely going to do in the next week or so, um, just our reactions on uh, trailers for upcoming horror movies. And I think we can throw in a, a vintage uh, trailer and and see what we think of of the trailer back in the day, once once an episode or something like that. And uh, we'll we'll be doing those um, in between episodes. Yeah, old trailers are the best because of the voice. <laughs> oh yeah, you know the guy with the really really low voice that always does. I can't do the voice, but that does those trailers. You know, trailer guy. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, that's something that is no longer a thing. That, not only because he passed away, but they had someone else fill in for him afterwards, and then after a while, it just kind of just like went away. <laughs> okay, guys, well, we'll leave it there. Thank you guys for showing up, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> All right, later. See you.